The Dr. Chris Griffin Show, Season 1, Episode 10. I was done living a life I woke up not excited about. Now, who said that? Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Well, everybody, uh, it should be no big surprise, but the quote of today comes from none other than our guest, John Lee Dumas. John Lee Dumas and let me just tell you guys a little bit about John. Now, he's going to be on the show with us in just a few moments, but John is the founder and host of EO Fire. Now, EO Fire is a big-time podcast. Now, if you're listening to this, I know you have found the world of podcasting, right? Podcasting has become gigantic. I mean gigantic. iTunes has made podcasting gigantic all across the world, and now podcasting stretches not only into iTunes but also different venues like Stitcher Radio uh, and places and uh, and SoundCloud places like that. But John is such a profoundly amazing teacher. He's the one that I sought out when I was trying to learn how to get into podcasting or doing shows in a podcasting format. The reason I sought him out is because I had seen just an amazing rise in his show, EO Fire. EO Fire should be considered probably a flagship for all entrepreneurs. The name is Entrepreneurial, Entrepreneur on Fire. But, uh, but EO Fire is, is, is sort of has a unique take. So John, when he was trying to decide the niche he would like to get into podcast, and he realized, hey, Nobody out there is putting in the work to produce seven shows a week, one each day. And let me tell you guys, doing one a week is hard enough, right? Seven shows a week? Are you kidding me? It is amazing the amount of work and passion this guy puts into everything. Plus, if you will go and listen to his shows, and I recommend subscribing to EO Fire, uh, if you listen to his shows, he openly talks about his income streams and the amount of money he makes doing his show and it is amazing i mean we're talking very far north of what most dental practices in america make during a year produce during a year so john really knows what he's talking about he's got a brilliant business mind uh, and he really has gotten eo fire was number one in business in itunes for a long time of course, there's always everyone and their dogs putting out a podcast these days, and so it's not always number one anymore, but it, it's huge. The, the listenership is gigantic. He has over 1 million monthly listens. Uh, he's interviewed over 1,200 entrepreneurs on his show. Now, this is the place to go if you want to get new ideas about things, right? And a lot of these ideas, you can turn right around and just put them right into your dental practice, especially anything related to marketing or business principles. And and truly, he's also got a very motivational aspect to his show. I just really like his show. And and also, we get into this a little bit in the interview, but, uh, but I want to ask John about how it is working with his significant other. Uh, Kate Erickson is, uh, is John's longtime girlfriend, and she has 
her own show called Kate's Take, which is really just an audio blog of EO Fire. But she works hand in hand with John on his show also. And, uh, and it's just, since so many of us have our significant other working in our practices, I want to get into that and see just what John thinks about that, really. Okay? Uh, it, it could get really exciting, and I hope I don't put him too much on the spot, right? I hope I don't, I don't, uh, don't fry his toes out from under him and Kate's not listening and gets mad at him. Hopefully not. I'm sure not. I mean, she seems like the sweetest person in the world. So, anyway, I'm really excited. This show has been months in the making trying to get him scheduled this guy's schedule is so tight uh so tight but he he was gracious enough to fit me in uh, i guess maybe because he is my mentor in this podcasting world and uh, he is an amazingly awesome guy to be a mentor uh, for anything like this so i really appreciate what he's done for me and i appreciate john jumping on the show just like he's about to do. Okay, everybody, hold on to your seats. Get your notebooks out. Get ready to take some notes. The one, the only, John Lee Dumas. All right, hey, everybody. Just as promised, I have on the line tonight John Lee Dumas. Now, now, John, I'm not going to embarrass you by some you know, amazingly flattering bio because, it, trust me, I've already done that in the lead-up to this interview. Uh, but so folks, this is the guy who's been doing this amazing promo for me periodically, you know, on the show. And, uh, it's the guy that really got me into podcasting. He's really one of the reasons why I'm able to share my message with you guys. So, uh, so John, uh, are you there tonight? I'm here. I'm ready to rock Dr. C. Let's burn this place to the ground. All right, man. So, so let me just, uh, real quickly say, I've got some questions for you now, John. Uh, I did not get him the questions before tonight, so like, there's no cheating. This is all yeah. just straight, straight off his brain, right? Uh, yeah. The and first I am one's... terrified about what you could have in store for me. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Uh, <laughs> now the first one is going to be a softball, but after that, it just gets increasingly difficult. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So here's the first question we've got for you. All right. So John, I think that maybe you are best known in the entrepreneurial space for setting and achieving seemingly impossible goals, right? Yes. Uh, and this is all evidenced by your powerful story. Uh, and I think my audience, which is made up primarily of dentists, uh, they have trouble finding time, and I mean, in their opinion, trouble finding the time to even set goals, much less ever find a way to stay on the path to achieving them. So uh, in a few words... I would love it if you could just impart some wisdom along the lines that would help a busy professional find a way to set and achieve their goals. So this is the reality is that most people don't struggle finding the time to set goals. They just struggle actually setting the correct goals. And this is where I really set out with the Freedom Journal to fix that, to teach people how to set smart goals. And that acronym Dr. C for SMART is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. So it's so important that people actually sit down and make sure that their goal is a specific goal, that it is measurable on some level, that it is attainable. I'm not saying, you know, walk on the moon in 100 days. That's not attainable. Is it relevant to your life? Like, is it something that's really actually important to what you're doing in your business with your health and your relationship? And is it time bound? Are you setting an end date so you have an actual time bound feature within that? So it's not a time thing. It's an actual structure thing because once you have that in place, we're talking five to 10 minutes of, of a day. You can start making significant progress to your big goal. 
you know, and that uh, that acronym that you you are the first one that I've heard that actually put that out there. And I don't know, did you come up with that yourself, or is that something that you gathered along the way? Nope, I've seen that across many different platforms through the, throughout the years, and it's something that I've always completely agreed with and resonated with. So uh, I knew it had to be part of the Freedom Journal. Yeah, that uh, that Freedom Journal. So, folks, if you don't know what the Freedom Journal is, uh, recently. John had this project, uh, which I don't, is it true? Your, your project is one of the biggest all time on this thing called Kickstarter, right? Yes. Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform and the Freedom Journal is the number six most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter. I mean, that is amazing. Uh, now that sets up a later question that I've got for you, but I, I just want everybody to realize it. And, and I didn't know really what Kickstarter was until probably six months ago. So this is something that hasn't really gotten big into the dental field. We don't know a lot about it, but trust me, guys, it's a it crowdfunding is a big deal, and the fact that he is top ten all time, I mean, that is uh, that's really saying something. Yeah, and to cut uh, in here for one second, I think that Kickstarter actually is a very interesting platform for dentists. I mean, the reality is this: is like you guys are in the mix every single day. You know what works in your industry, and you know what doesn't. Like you know, like you must be saying, like you know, why? you know, does this run on electricity? And, you know, and I always have these cords everywhere. You know, I'm making stuff up because I don't know the dentistry world, but you know those huge, huge pain points in your industry. And what Kickstarter does is it allows you to prove the concept of an idea by you just saying, hey, I don't have the money to create this yet or I don't want to take the time to create this until I get proof of concept. So you can put an idea out there and say, hey, if I get like X number of dollars raised, like say $250,000 raised, then I'm going to go out and create this thing that I know will help every dentist. And people have done things like that. It's gone viral in the dentist community and, and people have risen a ton of money and then gone out and created a great product that really improves dentistry in general. Now, that's just an example, but it's thinking outside the box, which is really important. Oh, it really is. And it's so much different uh, about... 15 to 20 years ago, one of my best friends and I, we, we came up with what we thought was a great idea for a, a product to help with root canals, right? So you, you look, $20,000, $25,000 later in lawyer fees and, and prototypes, and then we realize, you know what? There's really no proof of concept, so we scrap it. But Kickstarter kind of bypasses that, right? Yes, it really bypasses that, and again, really goes back to proof of concept. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate that because you certainly segued into another future question real well. Uh, I tell you what, why don't you spend just a, a brief couple of minutes or whatever sort of laying out your story because I don't know that everyone is listening. After tonight, I hope everyone is a listener of also your podcast, EO Fire. I'll plug that all day long. But <laughs> why don't you give everybody kind of a, the, the lowdown on how you got to where you are right now? Absolutely. So, you know, for me, I'm just a country boy, Dr. Chris, that grew up in a small town in Maine. Um, I spent the first 18 years of my life there and then decided to uh, join Army ROTC for college. So I spent four years as a cadet, graduated and was commissioned as a second lieutenant back in May of 2002, which for everybody out there who remembers 9-11 will know that uh, that made me the first class of commissioned officers post 9-11. So we knew that it was real deal, holy field stuff. And sure enough, you know, we were off and deployed to Iraq uh, within 18 months of graduation. I did a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq as an armored platoon leader in charge of four tanks and 16 men. 
Um, after the military, I experienced a lot of different careers and I failed in all of them. I tried law school. I hated it and I quit. I tried commercial real estate, corporate finance, residential real estate. Just none of these areas just really fit my needs. So I said, hey, you know, uh, let's just keep trying. Let's keep swinging the bat. Like, what do I see as a void out there in this world? And I'd become a big consumer of audiobooks. And that got really expensive because audiobooks are not cheap. So it led me to podcasts, which are free, valuable, on-demand content. And I just fell in love with the medium immediately. I saw the value of it. I couldn't understand why there wasn't a seven-day-a-week podcast because I was driving to work five days a week, going to the gym on the weekends. Like I wanted to be consuming an interview with an inspiring entrepreneur every single day so that I could have my aha moments. And I decided to be that change that I wanted to see in the world, to uh, quote Gandhi there. And I launched EO Fire in September 2012, and here we are talking 1,300 episodes later over 1.2 million listens per month, and it's been quite the ride. Yeah, isn't that something? I mean, uh, it certainly has. I've I've actually followed you for I don't know a little over a year, and yeah, you know, it is it's been meteoric in the year that I've followed you, John. It's really amazing. Um, Absolutely, and it's, you know, it's honestly listeners like you, Dr. Chris, that like get it and that see the value in the episodes that I do that has grown this large audience that I can then turn to and say, hey, Fire Nation, what are you struggling with? And then listen to their pain points, their obstacles, their challenges, and then turn around and create the solution. And you know, the most recent example is the Freedom Journal, but there's been Podcasters Paradise, there's been Webinar on Fire. So it's really about delivering value consistently. You know, it's funny. Uh, you've got the the on fire series. You know, back in two thousand and nine, I did a series of seminars we called Staff on Fire. If you can believe that, and uh, we're trying to it. we're teaching Dennis how to motivate their team to do bigger and better things. So, just if you ever see that website name, you know, I'm not copying you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are all standing up on the shoulders of giants. Hey, and I, you know, you mentioned the aha moments. I mean, obviously your podcast, great place to get those. I think a lot of uh, my listenership, the dentists out there, I think that it's, it's just like almost like you spend so much of your energy going through professional school and it's like, okay, I know it. I'm just going to work now. And no one really takes the time to, to look for those new things and get those new aha moments. I mean, it's hard to get a goal done if you don't have the aha moment to start with. Absolutely. Um, well, here's okay. So here's another question, John. Um, so another area that, in my opinion, you are one of the foremost authorities in the world is in building multiple and new streams of income. Okay. Uh, one thing that you do that I think is amazing, and you probably didn't invent this either, but you're the first that I saw do it. You have these income reports uh, periodically on your podcast, right? Uh, and those yes. things are just amazing. And if I, I would recommend my own listeners, hey, go, if you've not yet subscribed to EO Fire, uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, go ahead and subscribe to that. And I would encourage you to do that and find those income reports where you, where John basically has laid out his inner workings of his business. He has laid them bare for everybody to see. <laughs> and, um, and, and so, I mean, this is really amazing. Now, a lot, that's a question I get a lot. A lot of my subscribers, they're looking for new streams of income they can exploit. And as some people say, yeah, hey, Chris, I really want to do something else. But a lot of people say, 
I want to keep doing what I'm doing, but I would love to find something new that I could get into and find another stream of income where they don't have to trade time for dollars. Uh, so what would you say to someone that's sort of looking to get into some new stream of income or, or an additional source of income and succeed there? Well, this is going to sound a little prejudiced, but the reality is they should listen to EO Fire because that's the point of my podcast. I mean, every single day, seven days a week, I am bringing a different industry, a different niche, a different area of an entrepreneur who's both successful and inspiring and breaking down their journey, how they started, their biggest failure moment, you know, the lessons they learned, their aha moment that led them to success, and of course, why they're crushing it right now. So EO Fire is just a treasure trove for people that are saying, hey, like, I think I want to expose myself to, to new ideas, to other entrepreneurs that are doing different things to maybe spark my own aha moment. And again, with over 1.2 million listens per month, I mean, we're doing something right and we're definitely sparking aha moments across the world. It is. And it's crazy. I mean, how exactly at this point, I suppose people search you out, but how in the world do you find content for seven days a week? That amazes me. Yes. So the beautiful thing about my podcast is it's an interview-based podcast. So I just line interviewees up. They are successful and inspiring entrepreneurs. They definitely have to fit a criteria. They have to fill an application to pass the process. And once they do, it's amazing. And we love that aspect of it. And then we bring them on the show and they provide the value. So I'm just providing the, the platform, the processes and the systems. They're providing the content and the value seven days a week. Okay. Hey, and uh, you know, you mentioned in your story uh, that you were in Army ROTC. Now, this is this is not really on topic of what we're talking about today, but I, I've just got it in my notes and I've got to mention it. Now, you went to Providence College, right? Yes. So, when I was in eighth grade, you may—I mean, maybe you're younger than I am, right? I'm 42, so you're younger than I am. But but when I was in eighth grade. Um, I was running around in my backyard and I was pretending to be Billy Donovan as the Providence oh, yeah. Friars marched toward the final four. So do you remember Rick those Pitino, days? baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so, one of the reasons so, why I went to Providence college. Cause I am younger than you, but I remember that March to the final four. I was actually eight years old at the time. Um, when Billy Donovan and Rick Patino led the Providence Friars to the final four and then, you know, again in 94, I remember them winning the biggest championship. And then in 97, they made a really improbable run to the Elite Eights with uh, Austin Crozier Austin and God Shamgod right. and Eric Williams. And that was my senior year in college. And that is the reason I went to Providence College. Look at you. I, and so, yeah, I had that feeling that you were a big, uh, a big fan. So here's hey, my Dr. question. Chris, just last week, I got back from New York City where I was at Madison Square Garden for the Big East Basketball Tournament. Are you, okay. Well, here's, here's, okay. So you and I, we run the same line. So, so last weekend, my father and I, and also a couple of my dental school friends just got back from the SEC tournament in Nashville. And it was our 20th year in a row to go to that. Wow. Um, and you know, I just love college basketball. Now here's my question for you. Do you, uh, do you have a pick? Cause this is being recorded on the week yeah. before the opening round. So I'm probably, right. you guys have got USC first round, right? Yeah. We're a nine seed. Okay, so uh, so now this will be published about probably Sweet 16 weekend. So what is your prediction for the Friars? 
Well, I think the Friars are actually going to shock some people. Like, I'm very prejudiced. But uh, <laughs> I think we're going to handle USC very easily. And then we're going to beat the number one seed, UNC, the Tar Heels, which, by the way, we almost did two years ago, which would have been amazing. Uh, we were actually <laughs> up by a couple points with a couple minutes left, but they came back and beat us in round two. Um and then I think we're going to run into some trouble because the bracket gets really tough on our side. And to be honest, Providence is a two-man show. Those two men are amazing, <laughs> but uh, we don't have a really huge supportive cast. I really think that Villanova and Xavier are going to be amazing um, within the Big East. They're going to go deep. They're both two seeds, and I think they're going to both make the Sweet 16, and at least one of them will make um, the, the Elite Eight, and I think one of them will make the Final Four as well. But I think that uh, Oregon has it this year. Wow. Okay. Going Oregon. I mean, this is, yeah. oh, this is, this is recorded for all to hear. So, uh, so if yeah. you're right, people are going to ESPN, they might even, they might <laughs> start to give you a little, a little on the, on the Joey Brackett show. You might have a little segment every year if this works hey, out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that'd be a, a great experience. Um, okay. So, okay. So here's the third question. Now this is not a softball. Okay. So let's yeah. see, let's see how you get this one. Now, uh, in my profession, a lot of dentists have like their own practice, right? It's a really cottage kind of industry. It is not yet corporate, even though it's getting more corporate, it's not corporate yet. And so a lot of dentists have their significant other, their spouse working in their office. Uh, some is a hygienist, some is an office worker, many is an office worker. And I know from listening to your podcast that your significant other, Kate, she has got an amazing business that kind of runs parallel with your business and you guys work together quite a bit. So I thought you would be a great person to ask how it is sort of fitting your significant other in with your business ventures. There's a really important aspect that makes our relationship work, both business and in life. And that's that we really bring different things to the table that are really important to the business. You know, Kate's the systems and the processes and the details and the organization like on the ideas and the execution and the personality and the voice. So we really work well because of those reasons. And I think that that's really important when you're going into a partnership with a significant other is really having clearly defined roles. So from day one, you know, I launched EO Fire by myself and, and was running it by myself for the first six months. And when I finally convinced Kate to come on board, it was because I was able to clearly define her role within EO Fire because that was something she was really worried about that she wouldn't have a defined role. So that, I think that's a, a really tough question to answer, but it's really important to realize that, hey, know your roles, know your place. Hopefully you're bringing different things of value to the table. If not, you better hire quick people that will bring that value to the table. That's pretty good. You know, I, I, I didn't know if you'd ever been asked that question before, so I wasn't sure. I thought I was maybe being a little bit mean to you by asking, but you answered it. <laughs> I don't Very think you have a mean crazy. bone in your body, Dr. Chris. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you ask ask my team members, and uh, you know we'll see. Actually, um, who's who's your team in the SEC? Is it Tennessee? Well, I, I you I actually I have a degree from Tennessee. I do, but my undergrad I went to Mississippi State. Okay. And uh, and so my first year of dental school, uh, they did their run to the Final Four, right. and uh, so I was hooked forever. And and uh, you know they're not in the tournament this year. Uh, we did, however, you know, I don't out in your neck of the woods, we got UCLA's old coach. So we've got really high hopes for the future, but you know, we're right now we're just sort of, we're just sort of taking it easy, watching the games. How the last uh, <laughs> 10 years been for you for Michigan, for Mississippi state? Uh, well, there was a really awesome period, uh, in the early 
2000s, and for the past five years, it's been really, really slim pickings. So um, we're hungry, man. We're hungry. hungry. We want to get back. Yes. yes. Um, all right. So you you were in how long were you in law school, John? One semester, and it was the worst six months of my life. Okay. All right. So I hear this question a lot. So this is, and of course, you got out early before, but so let's say that you. Let's say that you were a you'd graduated. You're professionals, like in my yeah. profession. You're a dentist now. You've gotten out. Unfortunately, student loans are really higher than they've ever been. And let's say that you may owe a quarter of a million dollars, um, and you you know that you have got to to have a very successful presence in the business world here as a dentist, and maybe even doing something else to really, you know, get your feet back on the ground and financially become stable again. I know you're big on financial stability. So what what would be a few of the steps you would take to try to make sure that you could get some of these debts paid down while at the same time trying to pursue your dreams and passions? Well, listen, at that point, when you're a quarter million dollars in debt, I mean, you're under a mountain of hurt. And if you're not super passionate about the reason you got under that mound of hurt, then you're even under a bigger amount of hurt. So I would just say this. It's like at that point, like you just got to suck it up and say, hey, I'm going to do what needs to be done during the day to get a legitimately, you know, paying job as a dentist or as a lawyer so I can start paying down these loans. And, you know, I'm going to live, um, bootstrap it. Every spare penny I can get is going to go to paying down these loans as quick as possible. And then I'm going to start my side hustle up. You know, I'm going to start my side hustle at 7 p.m. To, to midnight, and I'm just going to get it going. And I'm going to try to have it to a point that, you know, where my, when my debt gets pretty much paid down or potentially even paid off, that I can just transition from my side hustle and make that my full-time hustle because I've been putting in the hours um, going forward because it takes a long time to monetize a, a business as an entrepreneur. You know, it took me nine months before I brought a penny in. And if you're $250,000 in debt, you don't have that kind of time. So you got to bring it into a side hustle. That's just the reality. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, when I started, uh, when I, st I, I really, when I went to start this side company, Effective Dentistry, that's sort of my teaching company for other dentists, I mean, one of the first things I did was I made every effort in the world to get completely out of debt because then I knew that, you know, the time that I was taking away from the dental practice really wouldn't affect my family and I could pursue it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And then as time goes on, it takes a while. Once you get rolling, it's really good. Like now we just work three days a week at the practice and, uh, and I can devote a couple of days a week to this, what you call a side hustle. But you know, in the beginning, you're right. You're looking at some night times and some weekends where you maybe miss a ball game or two. Uh, but you know, ultimately it will pay off if you're passionate about it. But that, that's just a question I get a lot. Cause we, I do feel bad for the young professionals out there who are so far in debt these days. Um, yeah, all right. I really think that you got to focus on your mountain of debt first. Okay, so hey, man, we're we're really close to the end of your gracious time allotment with me tonight. Um, so hey, if you've got a few parting words of wisdom for everybody out there, they've heard you for the last couple of months. They've heard you because you did want you did an intro for me. Thanks so much, a couple of months ago, and so go. they've heard you. And I've I've periodically sort of promoted you and bragged on you and. Uh, and everything. So just a few parting words to everybody out there, uh, just to keep everybody motivated and headed in the right direction. So the reality is this. I mean, if you're listening to my voice, 
you're hearing a guy that sounds like he has some experience behind the microphone because I do, but it didn't start out that way. I was a bad podcaster before I ever became a good podcaster. Just like you don't wake up an amazing dentist. Like it takes time. It takes work. It takes studying. It takes effort. It takes repetition. And that's everything in life. So if there's one quote that I would love to leave your listeners with, it's if you want to be, do. Like if you want to be a great dentist, then just do dentistry. If you want to be a podcaster, then you have to do podcasts. If you want to be a writer, you have to write every single day. You have to do that thing. So it's a simple quote, but it's such an important mantra. If you want to be, do. Well, John, man, I you have given more value uh, tonight, I think, than I've probably given in the last two months. So once again, thank you so much <laughs> being on with us. And uh, as I, the last thing I could say to you, Go Friars. We'll see how it goes. Go PC. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was John Lee Dumas. Thanks, John. You have an awesome rest of the week, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime. Thanks, Dr. C. All right. We'll see you, man. Take care. Great talking. So that was him. That was the interview we've been waiting so long to do. Uh, Hopefully, I was a good reporter. I had three questions I wanted to ask at the beginning of the interview, and uh, we covered those, and then the rest of the time, it was kind of just off the cuff, and uh, we'll see how his uh, Providence Friars do in the tournament, and uh, I will be filling out. I'm actually about to fill out my brackets as we speak, as we get off of this podcast. So, everybody, thanks for showing up this week. I hope you enjoyed and took as much away from this as I did. Uh, and I will see you next time. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice. So when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of the Chris Griffin Show, where the doctor is always in. Always in.